place it comfortably. So good evening, everyone in the room. Good evening, everyone on Zoom. Um, I want to talk about a subject that I perhaps haven't spoken of before, and that is um, uh, Buddhism and health, um, and both in its psychological sense and, and physical sense. And it's prompted, I, I decided to talk about it because it's prompted by a, a talk I had with a, a colleague of mine last week who is um, probably about my age, and he's a GP who was one of the pioneers in starting um, holistic um, medical practices many years ago in Australia. And that's still his philosophy and commitment. And uh, he's also a, a Buddhist practitioner as well. Um, and I'll come to that conversation in a, in a minute. But um, if first of all, if we understand, tr try and understand a Buddhist view of illness and health, you know, and medicine and so on, um, if we go back to some fundamental principles of Buddhism, uh, one, is, one is dependent co-arising, or as Thich Nhat Hanh calls it, interbeing. Um, everything is connected with everything else uh -huh, in a holistic kind of way. So it, it's a kind of a view that lends itself to holistic medicine. Um, so everything is interconnected all the time. And it's not just simple linear causes and effects occurring. Everything is having an impact on everything else. Mm -hmm. So one, it's got that very holistic view. And if we think about it in terms of mind and body, to use, again, to use Thich Nhat Hanh's terms, um, everything inter is or inter are. So mind and body inter are. Right? There's no separation between mind and body. And uh, so one principle of Buddhism is the interconnectedness of everything. And so cause and effect is comp so complex we couldn't really understand it. Um, and the other thing is impermanence, you know, or flow, that I've been talking a lot about lately. And um, it's better to think of a, I think it's, it's more in line with a, a Buddhist view um, to think of a living being as a flow, like a stream as a flow. Mm -hmm. um, but because we use kind of machine-like sort of metaphors for medicine and the body and in science, and it's informed by science, there's a tendency to think that there's a chain, a causal chain that leads to outcomes, and one chain is linked to the other, like that. And, or you might have many chains sort of, you know, bound together in a cable. And you just got to unravel what the cause and effects are and you'll find out how everything works. Um, but if you think of the body as a stream, which is an unbroken flow, um, uh, it's just a pattern. There, there are patterns that are occur, like patterns that occur in a stream. But you can't break it down to these separate causal pathways as though they exist separately to everything else and they're not connected in. They're probably helpful in, in some ways um, to break things down, but unless you put it back together as a whole again, um, it can cause a whole lot of different problems. 
like specialisation in medicine can cause problems. You know, when people just look at a heart or a liver or a bone or whatever it might be, instead of seeing it connected into a whole, not only into a whole body, but a whole person. Um, And if you go back to the metaphor of a stream, well, if you look at a stream, you can't really say that it has causes and effects. It's all one thing. You can't, it's unbroken. Mm -hmm. And you know those lines from um, Haku and Senji's Song of Sazen, cause and effect are one? Remember those lines? I couldn't work that out for a long time until I realised, just like life and death, the cause and effect are just concepts right, that break things into this and to that. But it's all one flow. That's what's meant by that, that term, cause and effect are, are one or the same. Um, and so if you bring, bring those principles to understanding your own health, or if you're a health practitioner, how you, how you work with other people, it's keeping that, that large, holistic frame of everything being interconnected and it's it's seeing that a human being's experience is a flow of energy and it has patterns to it, um, but they're not rigid cause and effect chains that just exist on their own. They're, they're ideas, they're not realities, but they can be helpful to some degree. Now, um, I want to talk more about mind and body and mind-body interaction. Um, My friend Nick, the GP, um, who has studied um, psychosomatic medicine for a long time and done a lot of research on it, um, his view, as he told me, was that the mind doesn't cause organic problems from his experience and his clinical experience. There are organic sort of problems which are there in the first place, like cancer or asthma or something like that, or a tumour, right? And it's not as though the mind can cause those things to be there. Um, however, once something is there, like in growing like cancer or whatever it might be, then the mind can make it worse through stress right? because stress compromises your immune system and then your body can't fight something. And so it's not an actually an original cause, but it can exacerbate something which is there. Right? Um, and he said that he had a conversation once with a, um, a Tibetan Buddhist monk and he went up to him after the talk and he asked him questions about around these matters about what the Buddha's view is on on illness, you know, and health. And uh, the Tibetan, he said the Tibetan Buddhist monk didn't answer, answer straight away. He kind of reflected for a while before he answered. And he said, I don't think that spirit, spirituality has got anything to do with the cause of physical illness. And like my friend Nick, he said that um, really where Buddhism comes into play is how you manage the symptoms of an illness, right? So if you have pain, you know, or disability or restriction or whatever, then the Dharma is going to be able to help you to manage that, perhaps even de-stress, de-catastrophize around it, you know, and and be accepting of what's there. Um, 
but whether it can actually change the course of an illness, whether the mind can change the course of an illness, I think is um, often a matter of, of magical thinking. And where people can tend to um, project things into Buddhism is I think that what tends to happen, it's kind of thought of as being Eastern, um, a bit esoteric, maybe New Age, and it gets conflated with views of medicine and health, like um, Louise Hay's books, you know, um, which is all about that. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some of the examples. Of them. I find them extremely funny, actually. Um, but this is magical thinking gone to a real extreme, um, where every illness under the sun has a, a metaphorical reason for it being there. And uh, for example, if you get diabetes, it's because you have no sweetness left in yourself. Right? Uh, if you get cancer, it's because you have a deep secret of grief eating away at yourself. Uh -huh. Strokes are caused by negative thinking. Miscarriages are caused by a fear of the future. And the one I love the most, most bladder problems come from being pissed off. <laughs> so it's using, it's using metaphor as some kind of cause and effect, psychosomatic cause of every kind of illness that we have. And it's, it's nonsense, basically. Um, and it's funny in a way, but it's also dangerous. Because if people really believe that and believe that their mind is the cause of all of their illnesses, um, it leads to some enormous burden of responsibility, where responsibility doesn't lay with you, um, and gets people on the wrong track. Mm -hmm. um, the problem with all of these things is that um, the instead of just existing in a kind of a maybe uh, don't know mind a view approach to um, medicine or our own health where there's just a whole range of possibilities that could be there is where we we jump to conclusions or where health professionals jump to conclusions based on the limited knowledge that they have so to, to take my profession as an example there is a, an occupational hazard of psychologists thinking that everything is psychological. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, you know, um, everything is psychosomatic and, you know, it's caused through the way we negative thinking or things like that. Yes, it can exacerbate things, but it's not the cause of it. Now, you get other people like, I know some very um, conventional, biologically based psychiatrists think that it's all just to do with. Um, chemicals in the brain, you know, it's got, and psychology's got nothing to do with it whatsoever. So you can see things get separated, you know, rather than having some uh, an integrated perspective and a very healthy, don't know mind perspective on things where there's a lot of, a lot of possibilities that may occur in exploring things. Um, but it's a, it's worse. These kind of ideas can lead to. Um, despondency, you know, the very the very opposite of what they're hoping to do is that through positive thinking you'll just get through something. And when your positive thinking doesn't work, um, well, you just mustn't been trying hard enough. 
right? Or you didn't have enough faith, you know? And so the responsibility comes back to the mind and my sense of self, which is the cause of all kind of um, difficulties which are there. Um, there's so much we don't know about human beings. Um, if any, any doctor or psychologist or psychiatrist or whatever is really honest with themselves, and I've met a lot of good practitioners, you know, some psychiatrists who, when some new discovery was made about the brain, about some chemical interaction or that's linked with that, I've heard them say things like, oh, well, maybe now we, we understand about 1% of how human beings operate. You know, that's a don't know mind kind of view of things. And and I think it's very important that we, if we're a health professional, we bring that to our work. And in terms of managing our own health, that we bring that same, that same open-minded perspective to it. And um, uh, I mean, some people believe that positive thinking works and maybe in some circumstances it does. Um, and maybe I'm just fiddling around with, with semantics, but I'm inclined to think it's more like the power of creative thinking rather than the power of positive thinking, like that the mind can overcome something. But if you've got a creative mind, then, you, then you're open to all possibilities, you know, and you're open to various kind of solutions that might improve your health, but it's not fixed. Um, Dharma practice comes back all the time to um, uh, a radical sense of acceptance, really, you know, an acceptance of your own being. And that your purpose in life is to is to deepen that acceptance into who you truly are, you know, your your true self. And uh, and positive thinking is always caught up with change. You can change everything, um, but acceptance is often, many times, the wisest um, relationship that we can have to an illness, you know, or the trajectory of the illness. And there's a, a peace and, and serenity that comes with that rather than fighting it. Um, I don't know if years ago you may have read a book called um, Grace and Grit by Ken Wilber. No? Very big, thick book. It was actually um, based on his real life experience of his wife dying of cancer and, and then dying. And uh, and how she fought to the very end with exercise regimes right until the day she died, you know, like overdoing exercise and diets and things like that. And she died of cancer. Mm -hmm. And if you're caught up in the idea that you, the mind can overcome everything, you know, and you can just change it, do you really spend your life, the rest of your life, the precious days or months or years you have fighting it all the time, really? Or would you have much more quality of life if you you accepted it? Mm -hmm. Would that be a, a wiser way to go? Sometimes we can change things, but we can't always change things. And the inevitability is, to go back to Dharma teachings again, is that um, 
we will all grow old and we'll get sick in various forms or another and we'll die. Right? And that's the way it is. And we can, we can fight it um, or we can accept that that's the kind of way that things break down over time.